Welcome to season three of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed, and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at craftbeerconnoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Liam. Hey, Liam. Hello, Liam. What's up? A resounding nothing from him. <laughs> <laughs> Silent. Must be nervous. Yeah, yeah might be. I, I think so. Stage fright. We'll, we'll get him warmed up. Uh, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Brawork Hoffman, which is in Rockland, Ontario. Ooh. We're going to be having two beers, as we normally do. The first is going to be a Pilsner, which is the German Pilsner. And the second is Helio, which is a pale ale. Yes, and to end up the episode, we're going to hit you up with some fun German beer history and facts. Okay, so Brauer Hoffman is located at 733 Rue Industrial Unit Sank. <laughs> See, you did. You should have done the 733. Yeah, that's a big French, number for me. And you did the sank, but you didn't do like a, a more of a, a French pronunciation of industrial. Because you said industrial instead of industrial. Industrial. There you, there you go. There we go. <laughs> but then you hit us with a sank. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> Anyways, I going. am quite bilingual, don't worry. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is located in Rockland, smack dab in between Highway 17 and the Ottawa River. The building itself sits in an industrial plaza with an auto repair shop, an indoor golf facility. So, you know, get the snow tires on, go for a round of golf, and have a couple pints. Oh, right? It's also just a hop, skip, and jump away from the arena. So, if you want to watch some hockey... And come by, stumble back to the uh, brow work. Do oh. it. Yeah. Well, There's a lot of things you can do in Rockland. Apparently so. <laughs> it sounds like it, including uh, Broken Stick is very close, yes, right? We were yes. we were just up there a, a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, so the brewery itself is owned by Eric Manville, uh, who's the head brewer. Uh, and there are some other partners that, that have helped him Must uh, be get that started. Yeah. Very <laughs> Kind of like Liam. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you may recall, uh, we actually had Eric on the podcast when we were at Broken Stick for their Oktoberfest That's event. That's great. Uh, and so we were talking to him. He he gave us the the Marzen on that episode, so we tasted that. Uh, and you know, during the interview, you may remember we said, you know, hey Eric, you want to do a main episode uh, with Brower Kaufman? And he said yes. So uh, right then and there, we're like, all right, let's pick the beers that you want to have, and uh, we took them home home with us. Um, and here we are. I, I, I feel like I'm in that conversation again. You know, you just yeah. did such a great job of, you know, painting the picture. Just bringing it back. It yeah. was probably like, honestly, the quickest conversation we've had with a brewery to say, hey, can you give us beers? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was very convenient. Yes, I'll tell you that absolutely. much. Yeah, I know it worked out. So uh, the Brower Kaufman actually originated in Quebec uh, mm-hmm. with a location in Campbell's Bay with the plan to eventually expand to the Ontario side. Um, so just to kind of summarize what kind of happened from the discussion with Eric, I mean, we, you kind of did that a little bit, but I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more in terms of making its way into Ontario. Um, they signed into this building in February of 2020. They submitted plans with the town a week before COVID. Um, we've seen this time and time again. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and this thing called lockdown hit. And uh, so they kind of rushed to get you know everything kind of completed in order to be open 
um, for November 2020. So again, another brewery that had to go through the trials and tribulations of the COVID experience at a very difficult time. Um, so they're up and running. They're making beers and yep. we're drinking beers. Thank goodness. Yeah. It, yeah. it is pretty cool that we've, um, you know, spoken to Eric already and had it on our pot, had him on our podcast to get the information already, you know, about this brewery. So, uh, if, if people want more information, you know, straight from the source, if you haven't already listened to our Oktoberfest episode, and, uh, producer special, then definitely listen to that. Right. And I think, uh, Liam actually has to say thank you to Len. So in that WhatsApp yeah. group, mm-hmm. yeah. saying, you know what, Hey, you did majority of the work for this one. <laughs> Technically. It's true. Uh, it's true. I'm not saying Liam did nothing. But um, we can say maybe a hair bit more. But Len, Len did a lot of the legwork there. Yeah. The day of mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Like right. That's the thing is uh, being a producer at an old location, you you do a lot more. It's more work than, you know, Liam's doing right and, now. And you get yeah. paid two times as much. Len was, hurting Wait, at, what? Len, Len was hurting at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Liam, yeah. he's not hurting over there. No, I, just, did, uh, I didn't know we paid these producers. I'm yeah. still stuck on that. I didn't say we paid them. I just said two times as much. Twice as t- twice as much as zero is still zero. <laughs> <laughs> Liam's just sitting over there, be like, "When do we get to the beer? Yes, <laughs> when do we get to the drinking with the beer?" Exactly. Do you uh, give us some information yeah. on the brewery? So, uh, in terms of the brewery itself, once you get inside, right, it's a great feel when you walk in. Multiple taps, the chalkboard listing, and then when you make your way to your seat with your pint or flight or you know schooner or whatever you <laughs> last where you're drinking a beer out of Stein. Is. Stein, yeah. Uh, you get to see the whole brew house. And I'm a big component of when you're going to a brewery to be able to see the brew house while you're drinking your beer. It's pretty yeah, cool. Right. Yeah. Um, you get immersed in the atmosphere. Exactly. You know? Right. Um, so obviously by the name, uh, and up as Eric mentioned on the podcast, they go with a lot of German styles taking, um, you know, the, with pride and brewed with their respective style guidelines. So they're not, you know, diving away or putting any, you know, what do you say? For, yes, thank you. Uh, I was like, oh, I was stumbling upon words there. Uh, yeah, man, my goodness. Anyway. We got there. Thank yeah. you. Yes, yes. So they, traditional is the way to go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very multicultural episode here. You know, we're, yes. we're dealing with some French, a little bit of English. We've got some German inspiration <laughs> yeah. here. So it's all coming together. And, and like we saw that, you know, how they, they do it with the respective style, gu- style guides when we tried the Marzen uh, yes. on the episode. And, you know, that was brewed. Like I think I mentioned it then, exactly how you would expect a Marzen to taste, to look like a Marzen. So definitely already have that feel uh from from trying it so i expect these next two to be exactly the same wow right. there you go. Yeah. so they do on untapped have 41 beers and uh I would, quite a bit. I would assume yes. that they're all fairly traditional i would think and, so and we're going to talk about the styles of german beers i think a little later on but so. uh we we do have 41 on untapped here for um for the brewery uh, with an average rating of 3.65 and around uh, th- uh, 5,000, 5,000 check-ins. 5,000, yeah. 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 So not, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, and they're, you know, just over two years old, right? So yeah, pretty good. Seems like a, enough people have had it. Yeah. That's so for sure. In terms of us having beers, we've not had 41 of their beers. That's for sure. That's sad. Uh, <laughs> Brett, you have had two. Correct. Uh, you have had the Marzen, uh, of course, on the producer special and the Hopfenweiss, yes. uh, which is a, a hybrid of, of beer styles. What what beer styles is so that? So it was like remember? a Berliner Weiss and a Hef. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so there was some banana, some clove, but there's also some bubble gum coming through too. Interesting. It was uh, quite a unique uh, beer actually. Nice. Well, Tyler, you and I, we've just had the Marzen for sure uh, on the episode, yep. and uh, Liam, donut. Big but, old but Len, 
Len, yeah, <laughs> Len had the Mars in. See, see, Liam, this is the problem. <laughs> you didn't do the work. You don't drink the beer. Now, you know what would a brewery be? Uh, you know, a German brewery, especially without German food, right? They'd uh, still be a brewery. Well, <laughs> He's got you. I mean, technically, he's right. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I am correct. Yes. But, but definitely having authentic German food, uh, which Brower Kaufman does have, is, you know, kind of elevates that German experience. So they've got schnitzel, bratwurst, pretzels, an apple strudel if you're in the mood for some dessert. I love a good strudel. Right. I haven't had an apple strudel in a while. And now I'm like, maybe I should get one. Like a schnitzel, a pretzel, and a strudel? That there, bingo, there bingo, bingo. Yes. Uh, and, and then drink a, yeah. drink a German Pilsner of Das Boot, and you got yourself a time. <laughs> there you go. How can we get their? Uh, how can we get their beers? Right besides, you know, seeing American person. And, and yes. Drink. So the, there is no direct shipping at this time. Oh. Okay. Uh, I know it's in the pro- process. It's yeah. in the works. Yep. And as uh, per the conversation we have with them uh, there, but ninety nine point nine percent in the LCBOs. Is it in the Brow Works? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my uh, goodness. Give me that one. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. That's you. a good one. Thank yeah, hey, well done. Uh, so, in order to get your hands, self, whatever you want on Brower Kaufman products, you're going to have to make your way down to the Rockland area. Okay. Well, which right. is a great tour because we were there. I was just going to say. It's a nice drive. We, yeah. we, we looked this up too, I think, um, after our time down there, and there's, there's quite a bit to see and do. Oh, absolutely. Like it, it's a destination in and of itself. And I mean, you rhymed off like 18 different things to do just in the near vicinity, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just like within the same plaza. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you are there, you know, the hours of the brewery are 11 to 8, Wednesday, Thursday, um, and then Saturday to Friday. Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, 11 to 8. Oh, okay. Friday's 11 to 9. There, that's a strange, <laughs> strange setup. Yeah. Liam, uh, what are you going to do? Just like that extra hour on the Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But hey, you know, happy hour, 8 to 9 on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get that extra hour. There it's you go. true. And then everybody's got enough time to go home to bed for 10. Yes. Just like you, Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to link to their information, as we always do, on our social media. And let's get on to the first one, boys. Hey, uh, big shout out and thank you to Eric from Bauer Kaufman. <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks, uh, yeah. Big shout out, yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Eric. Yeah, yeah thanks for meeting it. us in uh, <laughs> at Broken Stick, giving us beers for this main episode. Yeah, I mean, right. you had no intention of doing it yep. uh, until we came up and we said, you're on. you in, and here we are. Yeah. So the first beer we're having today is the Pilsner, and Chris, you'll talk about that in a little bit in terms of the spelling, yeah. uh, which is a German Pilsner, or actually on their website is listed as a blonde lager. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a little interesting, for sure. Uh, 5.1% ABV, and the IBUs are unlisted. There you go. So this classic German-style Pilsner, <laughs> yellow in color in hand, uh, with a crisp, malty sweetness that finishes with a bitter snap of spicy, floral, noble hops. It's exactly what we would expect in a Pilsner or a Pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, <laughs> yes. this uh, Pilsner is uh, meant to be lighter in color drier and a touch more bitter than you know say maybe a czech pilsner the originator of the pilsner yes that's that's Mm -hmm. true uh so this beer is uh as we've kind of alluded to spelt differently than pilsner as you would normally see so there's an extra e in there after the s so it's pilsner um and the reason is because that distinction or that spelling 
is given to pilsners, which are brewed according to the original pilsner process so it's kind of similar to the you know champagne versus sparkling wine thing where technically champagne is only champagne if it's from the champagne region of france so kind of the same idea i know more about wine now there you go i'm not a champagne or sparkling wine person so well there you go right uh but speaking of things that you probably should do (laughs) which is <laughs> not drink wine were, were we, were uh, I needed some way to segue that one. so you can know you should probably follow us on Instagram at craft beer cons and untapped at craft beer connoisseurs the rating for Pilsner is 3.63 out of 5 with 404 check-ins Tyler your turn I feel like we're emphasizing the E a little too much but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of emphasizing the E too much, uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> that, that's about uh, as Brent, equal as Brett's transition. Yeah. A Brett Pfeiffer transition, everybody. Uh, yep. Let's grab your can, let's grab your glass, and let's open her up. All right, uh, Chris, what do we got here? Yeah, so we're drinking this out of a uh, actually a Pilsener glass. <laughs> so make sure to use your proper glassware. Very nice. Good pours, fellas. Good pours. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, not Das Bute. Not Das Bute. I mean, you could. We do have one. This is, this is true. Or a Stein. Yes, yeah, true. Which we also have. God, we, we have a lot of glassware. Let's just be serious. <laughs> we do well. We do well. Uh, light in uh, color. Yeah. Yes, indeed. What are, you, what are we going with on this one, guys, in color-wise? Light straw, a little bit darker than a little bit light I'll, straw? I'll go with the light straw. Yeah, yeah. like... Almost like peachy, maybe a little bit. Kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's like when I think of pilsners, I think of them being very uh, translucent, right? Like seeing right through them. And this one has a little bit of cloudiness, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that could be uh, a little bit uh, due to the the, the coldness of the beer than which we have. I don't know if that's affecting the, 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 the opaqueness. I did hear they were stored very well. These beers. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah Liam's storage methods are, are interesting. Something right? to be sought after. Uh, quite, quite a bit of carbonation coming through, though. I, yes, that's one thing I noticed. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of carbonation. A nice uh, nice little head on it. Um, some good tight bubbles, uh, if you will. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting this. What do you guys, uh, do you guys smell anything? No, <laughs> that's mostly just because I can't really smell too much right now. That's besides the point. <laughs> I do smell um, that the malt Malty. coming through. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, it's pretty heavy on, on that malt uh, on the nose. So that's that's almost all I'm getting on the nose, basically. Yep. I would uh, agree from what I can smell of it. I would concur with that. All, all right. right. Do we want to uh, get sippy sippy? Yes, we yeah. do. All right. Let's do that. Well, let's That's why I'm bit. here. That's uh, why you're here, right? Yeah, Brett, why don't you talk about the can a little bit, and Chris and I will get into it. <laughs> ah, I knew you were going <laughs> to. Transitions. <laughs> terrible at them. Anyway, uh, so pretty much a, uh, a basic uh, style beer, just, you know, with the Pilsner. Yes. Right? We're going to size that E. Um, it does say it's from North German. It's a North German Pilsner. Yeah. I don't know why it's not labeled as that. Anyway. It, that's interesting to note, though. Keep, keep that in the back pocket. You say North German. That is correct. Okay. Keep that in the back pocket. Okay. All right. Uh, and mostly just kind of going through um, what the beer means, right? So the Straw Blonde Lager honors the 19th century Norman Germans who settled in the area, respected for their craftsmanship, hum- uh, humble and 
honest nature, and their beer strives to continue through these characteristics. So this beer is brewed in small batches. It's using the barest yet highest quality of German malts and hops and refusing to use the adjuncts. This beer is as honest and true as it gets. So this is going to be a very honest beer. There you go. Hence the Pilsener. Yes. Right? The, with the extra E. So. Okay. And now I can finally drink this. Yes. Thank please, yeah. please dip into it. What, what are you getting there, Chris? Uh, I, I, I mean, it, it definitely tastes like a Pilsner. Uh, it, it's really, you know, th- it's similar to me. I, I'm, I'm trying to recall what beer exactly we had on the Paris episode. But it's kind of the same idea for me as it's made in that traditional style and you're getting you know, the Pilsner, the way it's supposed to taste and, and the way it's supposed to be brewed. And that's coming through in the beer. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, because this is a a very traditional beer, is there some spiciness to it? There's some, some floral. Um, I don't know if you guys are picking up on that as well, but, um, very, very traditional. And, and you find that in this German Pilsner kind of, uh, um, Chris, just so you know, that was the Bohemian uh, Pilsner. The yes, Pilsner. yes, yes. So makes sense. Yes. And, and yeah, the, I, I'm getting less, not so much spice, but the floral like notes herbal, for maybe? sure. Yeah, yeah her, herbal, 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 herbal sounds yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can meet on that then. But yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of a spiciness to it. Um, uh, but not like, when you say spicy, you think hot. Yeah. Um, sometimes, right? Right. But not, not in that essence. No, just like a... A type of spice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it, it definitely heavily carbonated too. Yeah. Which is exactly what you expect from Pilsner, firstly. Thank goodness it's not flat. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you but yeah, you are definitely getting, um, almost seems like a little bit of clove on the back end. Yeah. That's, that's spice. And, and yeah. the, the more I'm drinking it, the more that's coming through actually. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, it. maybe it's because we're talking about it, but, uh, that that definitely is coming through more, but yes, lots of carbonation, which gives it that crispness, which you would again expect in a pilsner. Um, you, you would expect a nice crisp pilsner. Now, based off the glassware, I'll make a comment on it: is um, when I go to take a, a, a sip of it, I'm also getting um, a smell at the same time, right? Because it, yeah. it's a, the way that this glass is constructed is it's almost like um, I don't know, like a tunnel. If you will, which uh, is the purpose of mm-hmm. of the proper glassware, right? Exactly, and that's why I want to make a comment about it, just to make you a little bit happier. <laughs> so, Liam, appreciate anything that. Else you want to add? No. Okay. You know what? Whatever makes Chris happy makes me happy. Oh wow! Oh, wow! You've never okay. said that about me, but I get that. Tough. Whatever five makes flavor. you happy makes me. <laughs> happy. <laughs> Top five flavor profiles. I'll get these ones. Uh, you guys keep drinking. Um, number one, light. Say that's, it, five. That's, that's one thing, though. I don't feel this Ugh. beer is light. It c- drinks heavy for me. Well, at least yeah. me personally. Yeah, like I wouldn't necessarily say it drinks heavy in general, but I would say maybe for a pilsner, it drinks heavier than you might expect. Yeah, so I agree. Sure. I, I I don't really find this to be a light beer. Correct. Yeah. And it's also five point one. Tyler, yourself? Yeah, which is on that upper end of a traditional German or Czech pilsner. Yes, uh, which it, it's not. I mean, that's not crazy. 5.1 is which, which actually we've, I, I know we're kind of getting away from the flavor profiles, but which we kind of saw when we had the Mars in, because I remember that one was like six and a half, which to me felt high for yeah. a Mars in, right? Yeah. So, so maybe that's a Brower Kaufman thing. They, they do to high ABV. Get to, get to the top of the, the, the ABV on those flavors, yeah. or those uh, beer types. Uh, number two is clean. Definitely is clean. Yeah. I yep. think there's no... Yeah, that makes sense. We get that. Three subtle. 
yeah I, I mean it is subtle in the sense that there's no one flavor that just like jumps out at you right right and i think that goes back to our earlier conversation about the the herbal or the spice aspect of it yeah um is it um it's there but it's not overpowering right and it took you a bit to kind of get to that right totally yep good oh, yeah. yeah excellent uh four is malty again that was more so on the nose not really through drinking the beard so Ag- agreed yeah yeah i'm still getting a little bit of uh, i think that flavor from the malt um <laughs> and then five is yeasty Nah, like some beers, you can definitely get the yeast coming through. This one, I, I, I'm not really picking it out particularly. For sure. Yourself, Tyler? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I think that uh, there would have been other options like we like to throw in there, right? Like we could throw in herbal, we could throw in uh, spice, we could throw in like clove. We could have got a little bit more specific with what we're kind of pulling out of that, right? Uh, and I would have thrown in crisp as well. Cr- yep. Yeah, crisp as yeah, well. Absolutely. All right, in terms of other people's thoughts besides ours, uh, let's have some untapped user thoughts. And Tyler, you have the first one. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so I've got the first one. It's Derod Sundstrom uh, with the handle of Beer Chest. Mm. Uh, November 21st, uh, day before my birthday. Stated, very smooth and easy drinking. Great combination of malt, yeast, and crispness, um, which just kind of dovetails off there of you what go. you just said, Chris. Um, and uh, they rated it a four out of five. Nice. So the next one comes from Happy Domer uh, with uh, okay. yeah, ha- same, yep. same handle uh, of Happy Domer. Uh, on September 6th said, pale yellow in color, crunchy. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, malty sweetness that can be perceived in the aroma and flavor and ends with a bitter touch of noble, spicy, and floral hops. And Happy Domer gave it a four out of five. That's, that is one thing that we didn't touch on is the bitterness. In terms of the beer in the back end, it's got a little bit of bitterness there. Yeah, as it sits. Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing outrageous. Yeah, though. nothing extreme. Yeah, yeah and uh, I kind of go back to maybe even like clean, right? Like the, the way that it finishes is it doesn't finish um, fast, right? Like I, I still have a good mouthfeel of it now as I'm sitting here mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I put the beer down for a second to kind of go through um, those untapped ratings. And I, I, I have it in my mouth still. Yes, uh, but it's not it's not negative like it's it's not in a bad way, right? Like it makes you want to have another sip, doesn't it? Yeah, like yeah, it to kind of kind of clean it out a bit, yeah. right? Cleanse so the palate. I yeah, get you. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start our ratings off then, because why not? And I'm going to give it a three point seven five. We gotta make sure Liam gets all these numbers, Liam. Three point seven five. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm gonna agree with you, Tyler. I'm gonna go with the three point seven five, which is like a little bit higher than my traditional kind of pilsner or, or lager Same. rating. But yeah. I, again, this the way the way this beer is tasting, I can tell that there's been you know the proper care, if you will, mm-hmm. and 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 work put into it. Yeah. So I didn't give a whole lot of explanation, but I I think you're like right on there is it's it's done really well and again this is above my average especially for this kind of style and um yeah i concur you're just respecting the proper proper brewing techniques right yeah there you go uh i'm also going to be at a 3.75 we're just trying to make it easier for producer liam because really all he's been doing so far is running a calculator and drinking a beer uh but he did give me his rating telepathically uh, that's a 3.25. <laughs> and there you go. Liam did the math, and I did it in my head, Liam. Uh, <laughs> we don't even need him anymore. <laughs> um, that's going to give us an overall team score of 3.625. And so we're going to be moving that up, oh, up yes, indeed. to a 3.75 because three of us are better than Liam. 
Correct. Of course. So uh, what we're going to do now is have another beer. All right. We are back with another beer in hand. We are. Well, not really my hand. I guess it's not yet. It will be sitting on the table. Yeah. So the second beer is called Helio, which is a pale ale. It's 5.6% ABV uh, and IBUs are again. Unlisted. Unlisted. Wow. Love it or unlist it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So this beer pays homage to the almighty god Helio, uh, who is the god of the sun and also apparently a major character in God of War. Yeah, I figured you'd be able to explain that, Chris. Uh, No, not me. Yes, the uh, new God of War, God of War Ragnarok. They just came out here. Uh, It's uh, it's a PlayStation game. Yeah. No, I'm still on uh, PS3, so... PS3, MLB, the show 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back when Brett Laurie was actually good. I think that was on my PS2, It actually. was on your PS2, yeah. yeah. And it was uh, Joe Mauer. Yeah, Joe Mauer on the cover. It was on the cover, the cover yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. God, memories. I'm sorry. That was... That Those commercials were hilarious, though. They were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were yeah we had a good time. Anyway, let's back to the beer. Yes, we digress. So uh, this is a bright summer-inspired hoppy pale ale, and it's brewed with uh, the finest malted barley, wheat, and oats, and it's loaded with an abundant amount of galaxy, citra, and amarillo hops, which are bursting with tropical flavors. Can you 100% guarantee that this is the finest malted barley? Well, apparently uh, Eric can. Uh, <laughs> uh, <Brower laughs> Kaufman. I was going to say the same thing. It's like, finest malted barley. That's a lot of research that would have been put into that. Yeah, <laughs> So the nectar of the divine origin is sure to be enjoyed in the presence of the radiant crown of Helios and also ourselves. Very good. Because is, that, is that a line from God of War or something? Uh, no, it was the line that was on their Instagram post. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which also you probably wouldn't know because you don't have Instagram. No, that is true. Anyway, okay. So, on Untapped, Helio has 13 check-ins with an average rating of 3.68 out of 5. Liam over there doing some work. Good job. It's about time. I was just going to say, such a place in our lives that we celebrate such small things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's Liam. I know (laughs) where you're going. Yep. All right. I'm going to have to put an E beside this one. (laughs) I want to go exactly over there, but that's fine. There you go. We won't. We're going to grab our glass, grab our can, and let's get our fingers on it. (laughs) Let's open her up. Liam and his small fingers did, in fact, open it up. There you go. Oh, Liam. Uh, right? All, all right, well. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he's walking out the door right now. He's done. Yeah. He, he's had enough of you uh, making fun of him. Yes. So we are drinking this uh, pale ale out of a pint glass, so make sure to use your proper glassware. It's true. You should do that. little sippy sippy over there. Mm. Mm. little overflow of the head for you. Yeah, I had to get into it a little bit earlier, guys. Yeah, that's, that's totally fine. So on the on the look, I guess, uh, not too dissimilar from the the Pilsener that we uh, just had. In okay, the sense, you can't you can't call us out for <laughs> emphasizing e too much, and then come back and then slam the. In the well, you guys were like Pilsener. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's not wrong. No, I know. <laughs> even just the way, like there's there's a hard emphasis on it. I just uh, Pilsener. Pilsner. How's that Pilsener? That's better. Okay. Uh, anyways, because it is uh, this is more hazy uh, than the Pilsener, um, but uh, similar color actually. 
Uh, yeah, you get a little bit of more cloudiness in there. Uh, definitely going to be some lacing in this one. Yeah, there's a, a big head and some decent retention on it, too. And that, So when I was pouring it, um, I got a little bit... Um, you got carried away. A little bit zealous. Poor happy, so, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It happens from time to time. It does. And uh, yeah, so a good head on it, good color on it. Uh, Hazy is, is, is a good call on it. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Citrus uh, citrus on the nose is what yes. I'm getting a lot mm-hmm. of. As well as the uh, taste of the head. Uh, I'll come from that. <laughs> the taste of the head. <laughs> just the head. Would have had <laughs> to. I, I had to throw my lips over top just in case. Yes, I, we didn't want uh, that to hit the carpet. Well, I, I figured, you know, uh, Helio uh, being the god of sun might have uh, affected a little bit of um, this explosion over the top with his head. So I didn't want it to, to overflow, so... Good okay. idea. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. Why don't, you, why don't you guys start sipping it, and uh, I'll I'll hold the ground here, and then you can get into a bit of the counter okay. uh, there, Brett. But um, yeah, so I did taste literally just just the head on it, um, and it was nice, light, and fluffy, and I got huge citrus uh, kind of punch off that. I haven't yeah. tasted the actual beer itself uh, beyond just just that head. So I'm going to do that, and then maybe you guys take over. Uh, do you want? Yeah, because Brett and I have taken sips. So I would say definitely the citrus that I was getting on the nose is absolutely coming through on the taste initially. And then it's followed up pretty quickly by uh, a good amount of bitterness. Mm -hmm. Definitely a little bitter on the back of that. Tropical bitterness is uh, definitely hitting the head, if you will. Uh, In terms of the can, while, uh, you know, we just look at things, um, you definitely can see Helio, the god of sun. Oh, there he is. Right. He's literally right there. He's on the can. Can you confirm that? That is. I, I can confirm because they made me confirm. Artist rendition. Yes. <laughs> right. Anyway, moving on. Did, I'm not really much up in like, terms of gods of sun or, you know, gods. Who's God, God of gods beer? In general. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you read a little bit of the back? Uh, yeah, it's the same stuff that we just said earlier. Okay. So you just took it right off there, right? Uh, what? Well, did you say off. something about he wrote his Horace Driven Golden Chariot? No, where's that in here? Oh. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, the same stuff there. Yeah. My East to West, lad. every day. I might, I might have uh, cut some stuff out, like <laughs> him riding the horse. That's fine. All right. So you know what? Good for him for riding a horse, and good for him for being God of Sun, and good for him for having a beer after him that we can drink right now. Yeah, there, but there but nice uh, nice can art, and then there's even like kind of like the greek columns on the back here because i assume he's a, a greek god yes i believe uh, that is correct yeah not probably, a german god that's probably cut out you know um of the uh, script as well so <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's hitting us with the flavor profiles i did the last one uh, i guess i will do that there you go. Uh, so number one citrus uh, yes yeah i would definitely agree that's that's hitting me now are you guys getting any like specific citrus fruit from this one hmm I'm gonna because of the bitterness. I'm gonna go with grapefruit. Mm. Yeah, I I'm getting a little bit and of that. maybe tangerine as well. Okay. Yeah. Granted, my taste buds and my smells have been off for the last few days, so I could be wrong on that. But that's kind of what I'm getting. Sure. So it is um, Clementine season. Um, if people are fans of Clementines, which I am. And so I, I had, you know, a couple this morning. And so maybe it's just because of that, but I'm kind of getting that, that... Confirmation bias of what you wanted. Yeah, kind of that Clementine feel from it, which, you know, is very similar Didn't you just orange, have some pepperettes earlier? No. Like, at least um, it doesn't smell like pepper... or taste like pepperettes. No, that was nuts. Oh, was it nuts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mixed nuts. Ah. 
The old mixed nuts. It's <laughs> a big difference. Between yeah. Mixed nut. Yeah, mixed yeah, nuts. It's a big difference. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I get a little bit, um, a little bit of an orange zest, um, a little bit of the grapefruitiness. I don't know if it's like a, like a nectarine. Well, because they did say that this beer is brewed with one of the hops is Citra, which has, you know, a a lot of that orange flavor Mm -hmm. that comes through. So it it makes sense that that that's kind of I feel as though that is the dominant hop that's coming through, for sure. It's definitely the zestiness of it. Again, we talked about the difference between like a rind and and, uh, and juice. This is more Mm -hmm. riny. And yeah, I know it's it's nice. It's it's very pleasant. Yes. Yeah, totally. For sure. Uh, Number two, hoppy. Yeah, I, and I, I wonder if people, when they're putting hoppy, are kind of thinking, like, bitter. Like, I'm, I might replace it with bitter. Okay. Uh, Tyler? Nothing to add. Okay. Number three, smooth. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump in on that. I think it's a very smooth beer. Um, yeah. it's, it's going down nice. It's got a, 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 a creaminess to it that it's not mm. creamy, right? Like, it's got a good mouthfeel to it. Um, it's uh, it's refreshing as well, and I not like that's in the flavor profile, but um, I, I feel good about drinking this beer. Yes. It's one of those beers that I feel like, you know, I know it was a one-off or a seasonal for them. That would be a good core pale ale to have all year round. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right? Yeah, and I think that it, when we kind of drifted away from this um, in this season, um, as opposed to the other seasons, but we, we used to kind of talk about, like, when's the best type of or time to have this beer, right? Right. Um, and I think that kind of goes hand-in-hand uh, hand with what you're saying, Brett, that this beer, you, you could have it any time. Um, it could be a, a cold winter's day, and it's refreshing, and, and reminds you of the time that uh, you're a little bit hotter and, and <laughs> sunnier and it's beautiful. Um, but I digress. Okay. Um, number four, multi. Not real. No. Like I'm not getting no. that at all. And I feel beer. as though this is one of those ones that the more ratings this gets checked in, multi is going to make its way out of the top five. I would hope so. Yes, because don't get any multi through this at all. And number five, uh, somebody would like. I, I I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, juicy. Juicy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that goes kind of hand in hand with the the citrus mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, for sure. I I do think that this. Um, on on the sip, it's just like a, a very first initial sh- sip is, I'm getting hit with a big juice mm-hmm. uh, flavor profile, and I I quite enjoy it. Like I, I really do enjoy this beer. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, no, it's oh, good. I I am I'm oh my goodness, Liam, what are you doing over there? That's right, nothing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Speak oh. up for yourself, Liam. No. Ah, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. yeah. Right. Liam, again, god dang it. <laughs> right. We need to take uh, the, the technology away from He obviously head. did not pass the uh, class that you have to have to be a producer. All right. <laughs> Poor Liam. Uh, let's go with the thoughts on the untapped users then. Um, we'll just deflect a little bit from the uh, indiscretions of Liam. Really? You want to deflect from that? Yeah, go uh, ahead. Okay, Leave the right. first one out. It's Let's fine. go. Come I will on. do that. So this one's from Paul S. And his handle is Canada Fox. On November 20th, gave the beer a 3.5. However, due to the stats from Isaiah Pacheco. 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 Uh, Pacheco, thank you. I don't really follow the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but, you know, Patty Mahomes, good for him. And a 30-27 win over the Chargers decided to bump the beer up to a 3.75. So you do see that, depending on the mood that you could be in, beer ratings could be changed. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's that, true. That, yeah. I mean, sometimes um, we did the same thing. I think with um, Emma Wedding is some we had that beer mimosa. I think it got a, a little jump up just because of uh, right. know, what's going yeah. on. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And I think that's nice. It's nice to have that. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Like watching the windstorm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> level twelve come through and take, take out pretty much all of London. Yeah, yeah. good times, good old days. Uh, and uh, the next one comes from Brad Colleen. Uh, more wood is the handle. Uh, You've on- had some great handles. We got Happy Domer and More Wood. Yeah, yeah, those ones yeah. definitely go together somehow, some way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so on August twenty fifth, Brad said another good one, hoppy and a nice citrus balance, and Brad gave it a four out of five. Now, what am I going to give it? I was just going to say, what ask. are you going to give it? Yeah. I'm really interested to see what you're going to give this beer. Uh, this is actually really, really nice beer. Nice, nice citrus, uh, and and the flavor is, uh, it, or sorry, the bitterness isn't overpowering at the end. But I'm going to give agree with Brad. I'm going to give it a four point zero. Okay, uh, myself. Uh, you know what? Uh, more wood, more beer. I like this one. I'm also going to give it a four. Tyler. Very good. I'm going to give this one a 4.25. Oh, even more wood. And producer Liam is going to give it a 3.25. So overall, that should give us a pretty nice round out kind of. uh, If Liam figures it out, that'd be great. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I'm not getting this telepathically from Liam. He he figured out the technology. Uh, So (laughs) it gives us an overall rating of 3.875, which we are going to round up to a four. Yes. Nice. Nice Solid beer. beer. Right? And uh, thanks to Eric. And that concludes the review of Browark Hoffman and the beers provided for today's episode. Yeah, greatly appreciated. So up next, some fun German beer history and facts. Okay. So with the name of Browark Hoffman, you know, a little yeah. German involved. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's where you're supposed to say pronounced German, but that's fine. And following the heavy style of German beers that they provide to the consumers that walk into the brewery. It's only fitting that we give you some German beer history and fun facts. Which there is a lot of. Yes. So I think given the state of what we have it, we'll kind of go through the script. Traditionally we do this. um, You're fine with doing one, 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 one. Yes. A little round table action, if you will. Sure. So I'll I'll, I'll take the first one for Liam because he's a little bit, a little bit shy. He would do Uh, that. Yep. They may not have uh, three facts. Which is okay. It's because we took all the good ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, Liam really put this together and couldn't think of more There's only so many facts, right? So I heard the calculator is very hard to really do. Really struggled. Yes. Anyway, so I'm going to start with the first one. Please do. Okay? It's your episode, bud. Thank you. Uh, so Germany is home to the world's oldest brewery. Mm-hmm. I will actually elaborate on that. Don't worry. Yeah, please so- <laughs> <laughs> And that's a fact. All right. Moving on. <laughs> So, the Weihenstephan Bavarian State Brewery in Friesing was founded in the year 1040. So, almost a thousand years ago. Yes. Yeah. So, imagine the untapped check-ins. Isn't that scary? Almost a thousand years ago? It's crazy. Yeah, we weren't even thought of then. <laughs> no. Yeah. Was, it, was there a podcast in 1041 reviewing these beers? No, it was not. Jeez, my right. However, there is evidence that monks in the Weihenstephan Monastery have been brewing beer since early as the 8th century. Wow. That's even more time. That's a long time. That's a long time. Darn monks. (laughs) All right. 
So kind of going off that, then the uh, craft beer made in Germany. So oh, this, craft beer is made in Germany. Okay. Yeah. Fact. So <laughs> here, it, it isn't though, really, because they have such traditional styles, right? So craft yeah. beers are mostly very aroma-intensive beers in which lager amounts of hops and uh, often new aroma hop varieties or special malts are used. So when we get away from the traditional like three or four ingredients, which we've talked yeah. about before and we've been educated on uh, through Prudholm, um, these beers are very characterized by regionality and uh, love of experimentation. So you don't really see a whole lot of craft beers per se in the German area, which makes sense because the traditional styles. Not okay. a lot of hazy IPAs. Yeah, right. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a dank juice bomb in 1040? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the monastery monk is what they call it. <laughs> yeah. um, so they actually do have some creative ideas and uh, consistently new vari- uh, variants, which they're coming out with. So the craft beer brewers succeed in creating very enjoyable and surprising beers. So their craft beer scene is actually a little bit, I would say, slower kind of coming up. Um, so although the market share of craft beers in Germany has so far um, only been 1%. Wow. Wow. So we talk about like the big three, big four, big yep. five here in Canada. It's the same kind of thing there, but we have more craft beer, I think. And the demand of the beers um, is growing interest. So craft beer and this podcast is on a rise in Germany. Yeah. I mean, when you've been doing something the same for a thousand years, it's hard to change that. Yeah, I would say a thousand plus years, right? Because yeah. we're talking about the, the very first kind of brewery, but I'm sure things were happening before yeah. the breweries actually were established. Licensing and all that stuff, right? Classic yeah. in 1040, <laughs> it, heck of a thing to get. So, uh, you know, when we think of, uh, you know, the, the beers that are German, you think, you know, Pilsners or Pilsners, um, Marzins, things that are lagers, right? Hefeweizens. But actually, until the... <laughs> Well, yeah, half a license. Uh, until the early 16th century, German beer was actually dominated by ales. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm learning uh, something. But that's reversed now. So today, blonde lagers, so, you know, like your Pilsner, for example, dominate over two-thirds of the beer market in Germany. That's impressive. Yes. Yeah. All right, Liam, what do you got here, bud? Okay. <laughs> Got it. Nice. All right. So in 2020, uh, a little bit different than 1040, Germany ranked fourth in terms of per capita beer consumption at 99 liters behind the Czech Republic, Austria, and Romania. Surprised to see Romania in there. A little bit of a dark horse. You're right. Just come up, you know, from the back of the pack and all of a sudden sneaking in the antique bronze. (laughs) I, I would like to see, like, where does Canada rank there? Like, um, I do believe we were further down the list at like the, the 27th or 30th mm-hmm. in a range. If I do recall seeing something in the past. We're definitely in the top 218 countries. <laughs> i tell you that. Yeah, go us. <laughs> we're not yeah. last, though. It's like the World Cup chant. Go, Canada, go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Germany's up, too. That, yeah. anyway, but that's as good as we could get. Yeah, go, right. Canada, go. Yeah, well, you know, All right. It is what it is. Bro, what do you got? So... You could have one beer a day for the next 20 years. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. And still not get to experience all the different beer brands that there are in Germany, as there's over 7,500 different brands of beer. Wow. Yeah, so if you go back to earlier in the episode, this is kind of what we were talking about. There's a lot of beer. Um, I believe there was, what, 40, 41 uh, on Untapped uh, for the brewery, right? Yes. Yeah. And so we're talking about 7,500. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot but you know what? That seems like an assignment that I might have to complete. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been looking at some trips. Germany was up there. I don't think I'm going to end up going to Germany, but... If not, you could drink 7,500 beers in your trip to Germany... In one week in or one two week, weeks. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't think I'd be back, boys. No, I don't think so. <laughs> the plane ride home is going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be in a box. Uh, <laughs> but you're still making it home. There you go. So a little bit of uh, some history here as well. Not as far back as uh, 1040. But uh, no, there's not really great bonds between Germany and Nambia. You would think, as, a, as an African country, what is the connection between these two? Oh, I'm sure you're going to tell us. Please tell us, yeah. So yeah, in the top... Uh, in, in the 2014 top beer consumers list, which is kind of going back to what we were just discussing not too, too long ago, Germany came in fourth. So Na- consistent, because in 2020, they were fourth. Exactly, yeah. right? Uh, and Nambia followed with fifth. So if uh, we would have got some more of that information from Liam, we would have saw it probably would have been similar, which is odd that a country like Nambia w- could win over the United States and Europe. Uh, now, I think Europe is a little bit broad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which are placed 17th and 27th, respectively. So, interestingly, in 1884, up until 1919, the Germans colonized Nambia, Mm. which is why the German culture remains alive there. And like Germany, Nambia also celebrates Oktoberfest in its capital city, Windhoek. So, I'm sure whoever settled in in Nambia taught them how to brew beer. Well, that's the thing is, did you guys know that connection? Because I absolutely did did not. not. And I find this is probably the fact of the podcast. And like Nambia only has two and a half million people in the entire country. Yeah. Right. Which is... Thanks, Liam, for that information. But um, that's one of the things. I thought that was a very cool, interesting fact. It was. I'm glad that you brought that to our attention. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. So um, the beer market in Germany uh, is a little bit weaker but more centralized in northern germany um so but southern germany actually has smaller local breweries so like in northern germany that's where the where the bigger um breweries are but almost half of all of german breweries are in the province or state i guess uh, of bavaria so if if you want to get beer in germany probably go to bavaria i mean go anywhere but I'm pretty sure you're not going to be short on beer if you go to Germany. No, no. Right? I'm just going to say that. Uh, fun fact about Germany, though, 83 million people. So Nambia, two and a half. Germany, 83 million. And Nambia is pretty much almost drinking as much as, he, as, much as Germany is. So, Crazy. so going back to uh, Liam's last fact, 99 liters per person, 83 million people. It's a lot of liters of beer. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Absolutely. All right. My last one. Well, Liam's. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, we're actually talking. Oh, we've got Liam's last one. Sorry, I forgot about him over there. Yeah, you want to do it, Chris? Sure. Uh, So uh, the highest density of breweries in the world is found in a place called uh, Offspi near the city of Bamberg in the uh, Franconia region of Bavaria. Lots of like in the, in the, in the. Uh, uh, So there's four breweries there. So you might say, that's not a lot, four breweries. There's only 1,300 people live there. Wow. So that would be like if you had four breweries in like the town of Elderton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if that happened, I'd probably move to Elderton. Yeah, definitely. Because I'd walk home a lot. Now, now, the one thing with that, and this kind of goes back again, referencing the actual, the, the main part of the episode is um, there's that difference between like the north side and the, and the south side, right? Yeah. Yes. And so very interesting to see that. Yeah, that's true. So I had the last one here, for myself at least. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. it is called, pardon my German, 
Uh, I know Robert Kaufman has a beer called Pardon My French, but we're going to do Pardon My German here. It's called Vrein gegen Betrugchen <laughs> Schenken. Yeah, Close I, enough, I, I, I didn't think. look that one up. Yeah. Anyway, which translates to the Association Against Fraudulent Pouring. This is actual facts. So this organization was formed in 1899 to essentially prevent people from getting ripped off. Mm. So there are 4,000 members, which includes a former mayor, by the way, policed the mugs at festivals and beer gardens looking for those whose beer doesn't reach the top line of the glass. Any glass whose foam dips below the line is in clear violation of what I believe to be a very serious mandate. Wow. That, that is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I mean, good for wherever consumers. that membership is. Right. I'm going to sign up and probably be the leader of that. Oh wow! Um, so let's keep this kind of uh, legality kind of themed, right? So Germany is a country that takes its beer seriously. The world famous Pilsner brand is a product of the country, originating from Bavaria. Now we understand the Czech kind of perspective on it. In brewing, uh, Germany follows a beer purity law, Reinhausgebot. Right, so that they're officially assented from uh, in 1516. We're getting back there, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going back, going back. Uh, though it has been uh, preceded by other regulations, so obviously there's going to be amendments on amendments on amendments. Uh, classic, classic uh, amendments. <laughs> the Bureaucracy, state, uh, red tape. All right, <laughs> the law states that beer should only be made from water, barley, and hops. Now, we talked about this, and that's why I kind of uh, give a little bit of a foreshadowing earlier on when I said three or, or four. four. Yeah. Um, I did notice that. Thank you so much. God, the effort that we do. Um, <laughs> I didn't yeast, notice, but I'm glad Chris did. Yeah. Yeast was Liam, did you notice? Yes. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeast was added to the list later on. So that's why I said three or four, right? Because yeast was actually added a little bit later on as its importance in brewing was discovered. Now, the law was initially meant to govern brewing in Bavaria, Bavaria only, but other German states adopted it. And in 1906, it was actually made a national law. Wow. So that's pretty cool. I like the law. So basically, if you toss some adjuncts in there, it's no longer beer. Well, it's not It's not going to be the Pilsner brand. Right. It's right. still beer. Still beer here, though. It's still beer. Right. And that's why we have this insurgence a little bit of the craft breweries coming through. Yeah, we're going to have to give some Germans some slushy sours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or some, some slurps. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, slurp yeah. Grain. Uh, so b- kind of building on that. So if, if you, you know, take that look where there's only four ingredients that you can incorporate into beer and you consider there's 100 types of hops, you know, give, give or, or take, take. Uh, 40 different malts, over 200 yeast strains. Combined with the, you know, almost endless variations of water that you could use in beer, it's basically estimated that you could drink a completely different beer. So, you know, at least one ingredient is different every day for 15 years. So that's almost 5,500 different beers using just those four ingredients. So with all those different permutations. We have an assignment ahead of us. <laughs> we got to get 5,500 different beers from 7,500 yeah. different And different Liam brands. is going to take the lead on that oh. and pay for it all. Thank you very much, Liam. Thanks, Liam. Appreciate yeah, so Liam, no more facts from Liam. Sorry, oh. Liam. Uh, he's too busy trying to figure out how he's going to get that credit card bill paid off. <laughs> there you go. All right, we are going to round out this episode. We'll be right back with our farewell.
All right, that's going to be all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as the Craft Beer Connoisseurs release a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite person from Nambia. There you go. So from all of us and producer Liam, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.